Today's episode is one that I recorded back in February and for those of you that are really organized with your podcasting and maybe you record episodes months in advance, that's not a crazy thing, but for me, that's a little bit crazy (laughs) in that I'm usually recording episodes and then putting them out pretty much straight away, mostly because I'm also really excited to share the conversations on this show. So I'm bringing back today two women who've actually been on the podcast before, sharing insights around their own work, their own business journey, their creative pursuits, leaving behind big corporate careers to go out on their own, all of that great stuff. And we're coming together to do a bit of a state of the union address. And no, I'm not American. I live in Australia, but I kind of liked the idea that every year you could sit down and either you could host it on your own and, and be the authority, or you could get together with some friends and say, let's do a bit of a round table. Let's talk about the state of where running a business and in particular for us we do a lot of our business online that's how we work with our clients we're service business owners but we work with them online and what is it like to market in this time what have we noticed in the last few years that's different to pre-2020 what have we noticed with social media what are our clients wanting what are they desiring how's how does it look to bring creativity into our work? Because most of us want really fulfilling work and it's important that we continue to inject that creativity in. So yeah, you could call this a bit of a state of the union. Like where is it, where is online business at right now? What is it like to be an online service provider in 2023? And so I decided to get these two women together because to give you some context, we've been having lots of conversations behind the scenes. Now and again, we jump on and we send a little voice text. And so I decided that we would get together and share some of these things that we had been talking about and bring them to you because we, between us, have worked with hundreds of clients. We see a lot of different things and we wanted to be able to share some some insights with you and give you some some value from our perspective. So we are not the highest of authorities on any of these things. A lot of this is observations through our own work, but it's really fascinating to hear the changes that we've noticed and you might be feeling some of these changes too. And so if you are, you're not alone. You have three other women that have got your back, but it's been cool to also notice what these women are doing in response to these murmurs, these changes, where they're at in their lives as well. We're all pretty much the same age. (laughs) We're getting into our 40s now, and so we're in a different part of life. And what does that look like? So that's kind of interesting too to hear that come through so without further ado let me introduce you to amy keller and roberta vamaro for a second time as we sit down together and talk about the state of online business in 2023 
Welcome to the True To You podcast, your go-to show for practical wisdom to build a meaningful, creative small business. You'll find content on marketing, mindset, and tons of experts who want to help you grow a thriving small business that you love. My guests are exceptionally creative women building businesses from their zone of genius, all while balancing many other roles in their life. I'm your host, Ruby Marsh. Let's do this. Yeah, so this is a fun conversation because I've got two past guests as well, two beautiful friends of mine, and we thought let's get together and have a conversation because we're having a lot of conversations off the record about what we're seeing in the culture, especially as women that run businesses, mostly online, and now we do have some offline uh, products and services things like that. So we'll get to that as well and why that's really important. But I thought, you know what, like, let's bring this conversation to everyone else, because I think there's some really interesting points in what we've been talking about, especially I think after everything that happened with COVID and all of the lockdowns, people were talking about that period a lot. We've not really come out of that and and started to have conversations about what is this actually meaning now? What did we see in 2019 and now like four years, three or four years later, what are we seeing in the climate? Because things have moved so fast and sure, COVID shifts things, but I think also what's going on in people's minds, how they're digesting content, how we want to receive marketing, all of these really interesting things we've been talking about. And so I want to kick it off. This is a fairly open question, but I'd love to just hear from both of you in terms of what's surprising you in 2023, we're in February, mid-February, 2023, about online business. Maybe you can take it towards marketing and social media, because I know that's, that's, been a lot of our conversation yeah what's kind of coming up for you what's surprising you what are you what are you hearing what's what's going on yeah I mean there's so many different things um it's kind of hard to just pick one to talk about but let's let's put one out there um I think definitely the pace I should say a resistance to the way that we were doing things in the past particularly with with respect to pace, how you're actually pacing your um, contributions, like what you're talking about, specifically social media here. So how how often are you posting? Um, what is it that you're talking about? Content is also reflected uh, on this because I think that now people are going more for in-depth um, conversations rather than just kind of like, uh, you know, buy this and get that. Of course, we still see this because, of course, if you have like a business that is more of a, a product-based uh, business, it's still very effective. But I think that people are craving the depth of the conversation and the depth of content. Um, I, I think it has to do, like you said, with the, with the whole COVID situation that people were going into, you know, anything from like mental health problems to like kind of questioning the meaning of life, you know? So I think that our <laughs> psyche, just the way that we think has really changed. Um, but primarily what I'm seeing is people really like going back into content creation that has depth and meaning and 
I am doing this when I feel inspired to do it and there's a message that needs to come out to my community rather than I need to post twice a day because the algorithm tells me that I need to do this. You know, that's kind of like the number one thing I'm noticing. Do you think, do you think some of the, for yourself, or do you think for the, the women and men that you work with, are they, I'm curious to know, are they aware of that or are they feeling a little bit lost? And because I know that's kind of something that's also coming up a bit with, with people that I've been talking to is they're like, I'm not really sure what's going on here. And so yeah. do you think they're taking that more pace, the slower approach as a result of that? Because they're kind of feeling their way through this new time and what people are reacting to or what people are not reacting to? Yes, for sure. Definitely. You know, my, my clients, we, I have such a range of different clients. So they're mostly people that have either they have businesses and they have been doing this for a while or they have a career and they have their profile, for example, on social media is about themselves. So it's a bit like a, a personal branding, right? Um, and they are noticing that not everyone can actually put this into words because I think, you know, it's such a, a, a specific marketing um, way of describing it. They, they go a lot with like, I'm feeling so burnt out. I can't really post so much. I, you know, I just kind of like, I can't stand looking at my Instagram account or my Facebook account. There's a little bit of that. But when we talk about it in the context of business and their energy and how, you know, they're spending their day and, you know, doing what they're doing, a lot of times it's also the conversation gets into, I want to put something out there, but I don't want it to be just a random kind of like thought that doesn't have depth or meaning. I want this to be something that was thought out. And if I am going to spend my energy to do it, I think the word is energy. Um, it has to be it has to be for a reason and it has to have meaning. I think that's kind of like what it is, but I think that people are confused too. Mm. That's my experience. Yeah. Mm. I was going to say something similar, Roberta, but I I'm actually really surprised by people's audacity to follow their inner intuition about how, what they've been told for over a decade, you know, you know, since Facebook, I remember like, and Ruby, I remember sharing with you in our last conversation, but people, clients would always ask me, how many times a day should I be posting? What should I be posting? You know, they really, there was like, they just wanted to schedule it in, right? And especially when you're running a corporation and you have silos of marketing, advertising, creative and public relations, all trying to sync their calendars together, having something that is easily scheduled really just make sure that you're crossing all the T's, dotting all the I's, the message is seamless, the consumer is getting the same consistent conversation and story and brand advocacy time after time, touch point after touch point. And that was a really great way to run a business. It was super easy to come to your client and say, I did everything we said we would do, ta-da, you know, and, but I'm really surprised right now by the audacity that brands and personal private businesses have to buck the trend and to say, hey, that may have worked in the past and, you know, like secret, but not secret. I know that's still how the algorithm is rigged, but we feel different and we're stronger than the algorithm. And the algorithm was designed by us, right? That's mm -hmm. like, I think the open secret that sometimes people on social media forget is that Mark Zuckerberg, all these algorithms, these AIs are actually designed to mimic you. And so yeah. what you do is actually how the algorithm redirects. Now, as AI becomes more advanced, and as we speak about this in 2023, 
I don't know if those words will be true in even a year, right? I mean, there's a lot of debate about the power that AI has over our own consciousness, which means our own conscious decisions. But as of right now, I'm really inspired and I'm really like, I'm really cheering for the creator, for the brand builder who is willing to say, hey, you know what? There was this way that I did things and it worked. And I'm sure that way still works. I believe, you know, it still works. But they might be feeling, like you said, Roberta, about their energy, that there's a different flow happening right now. And I'm going to honor that flow and I'm going to trust what needs to come when it needs to come. And I believe that in staying consistent in listening to myself, that consistency is actually more important than your social media posting schedule. Mm, mm. So true. Yeah. We'll talk about this in a second because I think what I'm hearing too is that they're realizing what's happening and and it's hard for business owners because unlike us who are probably got a bit of a marketing brain we're looking at we're looking down on the culture we're seeing what what's how people are interacting we're listening to the conversations the business owners that we work with they're not necessarily in in that conversation they're just like you said tell me what to post when to post give me the schedule, give me the template because that's, I'm really interested actually to even speak to a social media manager. Like how are you managing this Mm -hmm. time? Because my bet is that underneath it, you're thinking you might be freaking out a little bit going, okay, what I used to be able to do isn't quite getting the same response that it's getting now. And that's the biggest thing that we're noticing is that people's followings they're telling us their followings are dropping they're not getting the same kind of engagement so it's kind of asking the question well what is it that what is it that your audience is actually craving and I think you're right Roberta the depth thing is definitely one thing and I think the 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 conversations that I've had where I've been asking people you know who are you following who are you really engaging with and what are they doing that's inspiring you and you actually go remember we used to go to the platform for the update from that person we'd be like Mm -hmm. okay like what's this person doing today I need an update on their life type of thing (laughs) and I think we're getting away from that unless the person a has the depth is telling stories about their life is is taking us on a journey with their their business or even just with their personal life and if you're not doing that, if it's just this very much tick box content and giving value for value's sake, people just aren't engaging with it because they're kind of done with that. They realize now they've caught on that they can go and Google a lot of stuff or they can go and do a course and get the information straight from the, the person. And so I definitely see that as something that... Amy and Amy and I have talked a little bit about certain people that we both follow and like what makes us really engage with their content. And yeah, I think it's, I think part of it's understanding this art of story. Also what we were, what I was reading around that white paper yesterday, Amy, was that we're looking for community through social media. And Mm -hmm. I guess that's where the story is really important the values need to come through. So any content that doesn't echo that is mm-hmm. just going to feel very blah, very bland. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. And I think you, I know I'm looking for people. I think we're kind of the last few years and going through all the, the, um, I'm going to say BS of the last few years. <laughs> we're kind of done with that highly polarizing content too. We just yeah. want to feel like we belong to something. We want to feel like we know these people. We don't want to feel like we're being shouted at or that if you don't believe in this, you're going to get cut down kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe if any of either of you have any reflection on that, I'd be interested to, to hear. Mm-hmm. The thing yeah. about that, I think you're 100% spot on. The thing about that is what that's really going to require from someone listening to this who has a community that they have a desire to spearhead is that you will have to be a thought leader. You will have to step mm. out, step up, be seen, take authority, take a position. Because in the past, you really could just be a Pinterest board on an Instagram feed and that was good enough. You could be a beautiful blonde girl from America and you could just show me your smoothie every day and talk about, you know, whatever illness you were like curing through your like, you know, self-realization, not mocking any of it. I'm saying that there's a time and a place. And I'm saying that nowadays, the people that are able to command a community are people that have authority and it's self-authority. It's self-actualized, self-resourced. Um, it comes from their own unique expression. And what I want to empower the listener to hear is that we are on the other side of cancel culture, which means mm. you probably have some PTSD, probably people that you really admired, that you really looked up to, that you really were inspired by, that moved you, that transformed you, that that innovated parts of you, they got canceled. If you didn't, you're probably not listening to this. So I would wager that there's a little bit of PTSD in you, you know, raise your hand, me too. And I want to just empower you to say, okay, that happened. I'm still going to show up. That happened. I'm still going to be empowered. I am a thought leader. I have an authority. I am an expert in my own lived experiences, which is wisdom, right? And so we need to kind of move past that sort of, I remember working with influencers during 2020 and 2021. And, you know, most of the conversations and most of the work I did with my clients was getting them just feeling confident again and not being paranoid about that, you know, sneaky, gnarly, nasty, low vibrational DM and not getting like totally knocked down by someone's gnarly comment about a brand that they worked with or their lack of, you know, social whatever justice. And, you know, it's like, I think the more our society becomes enlightened, for some reason, we like become disconnected with the idea that your joy, your bliss, your infinite human experience is no less or more important than another person's own experience. And that while there is suffering in the world, it doesn't mean that that negates your joy, that you will also go through your arcs of incredible chaos and deep sorrow. And you will also go through your arcs of massive joy, miracles, and happiness. And you have the right to express it all when and if you feel called to do it. So I just empower the listener that you will have to be a thought leader at this time if you're wanting to command a community. And that means you're going to have to work with people, you know, a, a, a mentor, some sort of yourself. You're going to have to kind of rise to the occasion to get yourself past that right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love that. I love the thought leader idea. 
Um, and it's so interesting too, because I, as I'm listening to, I'm thinking, I have to talk about human design because this is, this is what I do. This is what I, you know, use in my practice and, and have been so inspired to notice, um, how different people are to in the way that they convey the, 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 the leadership and the way that they convey their message. Right. So, um, and I noticed that I was kind of like naturally being attracted by, profiles from projectors and projectors are, are, are people I don't know if, you, if people listening know about you know human design but projectors they don't have as much energy as the generators and the manifesting generators they're they have to really conserve their energy so to speak so the way that they do things in in business and this becomes an intuition even but this is how they apply their energy is much more intentional and targeted and I can say this my husband is a projector and I love to notice how you know he operates in reality um, it's more researched and, and usually there's more depth. So I was highly inspired by different people that I knew friends and friends of friends. And I was like, oh, I know that, you know, this person is a projector. First of all, there wasn't really a consistency in how often they were posting at all. You know, it wasn't like, oh, let's do twice a week or whatever. And second of all, it was the depth that I'm talking about, that research that goes after the, the care, you can see that each post, in, case, in the case of Instagram, was thought out. You can feel that energy behind that. And those of us that are not projectors, it doesn't matter. I mean, we can use this. We're here to inspire each other. It doesn't matter which design you are. So it's something that I'm taking, hmm, I like this model of the, you know, becoming my the, the leader that acts the way that is authentic to myself. It doesn't have to be the way that maybe this friend of mine, I have a friend that has so much energy, she's posting like every single day. And you know, she has a huge following and she's like, you know, inspired to do it. And, and her content is relevant, people are watching, but you can see that this is her, if that makes sense, but it's not necessarily me or the clients I work with. So nowadays, I'm thinking it's it's definitely that honoring the authentic, your authentic energy, if you will, or your identity, whatever you want to call your design um when you're creating this pattern you know mm. so true yeah, that's I'm really inspired key. by projectors <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny you say that Roberta because I think of a few people that I do follow that are projectors as well and I feel that too and sometimes you get frustrated with them because you're like oh I just want to hear from you more like I love your thoughts and yeah and all of that and but then now I'm I'm connecting the dots, and then you've got the manifesting generators or the manifestors that are like come in with these like bolts of creativity that, yeah, you know these big ideas and and often speaking for the for the culture as well. So I guess you could almost use your human design in terms of the way that you approach like the type of content yeah. that's going to work for you as well. Yeah. 100 yeah. percent and this is this is really the work that i do it's it's about that i mean we don't work only with marketing but that's one of the things um i was just remembering something that uh, mary margaret one of our friends has has shared on her instagram recently she's a manifesting generator um and she was talking about people people being very hesitant to put their content out there whether that is writing a book or you know a post or whatever it is because they think that they might change their mind afterwards, you know, especially with everything that is happening, right? With that happened around COVID and people changing their minds and stuff like that. So, and I, and the point was that she made a very good point. She said, it's okay to change your mind. 
And I loved reading this because I'm like, that's manifesting generators are here to teach you that you don't have to do things the way that everybody else does. And we, we change our minds a lot. So, and Amy's a manifesting generator too, right? Both of us. So it's like, we're here to change our minds and that's okay. One day you're going to post about one thing and having one point of view. And then later we have to normalize this. I think that's back to that polarizing content that if you don't think this way, you, you belong to this category, you belong to this box, you know, um, I think that's so beautiful because if you start to follow a little bit more this authentic way of doing things, first of all, you're going to be so much more free. And actually, in my experience, you do attract more people, like people that are wanting to hear from you, right? You become magnetic, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So one thing that I guess the last couple of years has and and the world opening up, travel, all of that, and just generally feeling like I've got to get outside of my four walls. I've got to get outside of my house and like meet people and be with people. And it's funny because when I started coaching many years ago, I started with in-person events. I started with workshops. My husband and I have run a number of retreats. And those really in person, I think, is is one way to do experiential offers. I think you can do them, you can do them online. But just, I think there's there's nothing better than being in a room with people. And we ran an event in November, and it was absolutely incredible. It was like everybody was just so ready for that moment, and to be together and to feel each other's energy, speaking of energy as well. And I know that both of you also have a huge respect for that work because Amy, with your PR work, like the back in the day, that was a huge part of how brands were able to bring them to life was to bring people into the conversation in person. And then obviously you've got fashion shows and all of that element of it as well and then now you've recently created amber which is a publication that we can touch and feel and enjoy so experiential things can also be products as well but I'd love to speak to this a little bit because I just think this is really still an untapped opportunity for people And I know that this doesn't fit every single person's business model, but maybe we can talk a little bit to that as an alternative if you're feeling like you haven't quite got a handle on how you want to approach your content online. This might be something for you to think about. Roberta, you're doing a lot of interesting in person. Like you have a TED talk coming. Yeah. (laughs) I want to hear from you about this. (laughs) That's so interesting because I was just thinking, funny enough, like in my in my own little world, I I am totally okay with doing just online offerings. I just like that, um, you know. The the I, I'm okay being on camera. I'm okay, I'm okay with that, but part of me does miss the the big events, you know, like kind of like speaking events and talking to different people and and being in the energy of the group because the energy of the group obviously has the ability to uplift us, right? Um, or take us down. I mean, this is a polarity planet, as we know. Um, but I do feel, um, I, I started feeling called to do this, but I wasn't necessarily working uh, around it or trying to like make events happen. I was just not getting out of my way to, you know, make it happen. But just have, I had that desire. And then a friend of mine just called me and said, well, there's this speaking event in Vancouver. He didn't tell me what it was. 
he was just like, are you interested? Sneaky. And I was like, funny enough, funny enough, you should say this. I'm going to be in Vancouver because I'm visiting family and stuff. And I said, well, you know, send me the information. And what I saw was TEDx. And I'm like, oh, my God. And part of me was super excited about it. And part of me was freaked out about it, which I still am. You know, it goes every every day is like, you know, a different thing. Like, how, what, dear God, what have I done? You know, um, <laughs> but I'm, I am actually very excited about it. And I, I started thinking about the this different way of approaching things, because I think because of 2020, I'm going to go back into this subject because it is true. We have been so used to doing things in a certain way that I wasn't necessarily open to the possibility of like, hey, you can actually be in person and, you know, spread your message and be around people. Um, so I'm definitely excited to do this. Um, and, and for me, it came in a true, I'm a 2-4 in human design. It's a lot of de details, but it's in a true 2-4 style. It came through a friend, a friend of a friend. Um, and it happened, I think it happened. And the theme of this TEDx, which I'm very excited, is meditation and how meditation can change your life, uh, which is also unusual. I mean, they haven't done an event that was focused on this theme ever. So I'm very excited to talk about this. It's such a, an important theme for, for me and for you guys too, right? As we know. So um, yeah, so I'm excited about it because I think the message has to speak louder and it does speak louder than my, you know, little fears of like, oh my God, you know, what if I fall on stage, you know, like these kind of irrational th thinking things of practical things. Of course, when you're doing things online, Yes, your connection can go down and things like that, but you have a little bit of that. That's the pro, in my opinion. I, I feel that you you feel a little bit more protected in in a sense. So of course, you know it's not just negative because we are in this technological era, right? I think they're kind of like it brings people together as well as it brings people apart. That's kind of the the polarity. I'm so excited, you know, and it's funny because my first question to you in the DM was like, will I be able to watch it online? Yes. <laughs> so it's just like, you know, I was like, I just want to watch. I wanted to watch it, um, which you are. I remember you were, you were saying that you are. So I'm so excited and congratulations to you. It's, I think some of the most like transformative things that we do are the things that just scare the shit out of us, you know, like yeah. I remember the first time I led a workshop and, um, I wanted to say no a thousand times. And I just knew like, I'm going to be so mad at myself. If I say no to this, I'll be more mad than I am scared right now. And the fears are just like, sort of silly, you know, ultimately it's like nothing bad, you, just, you know, using air quotes, <laughs> nothing bad can happen, you know? So I just, I don't know. I find that like, like you just said, like there, the word curation comes to mind when I think about mm -hmm. digital, you know, and while I love curation, right? Like I'm a storyteller. And so I'm all about curation and really building a full universe that people can live inside of, which digital does that immaculately with a low budget. Um, that live experiences, you know, I need a florist. <laughs> I need a proper <laughs> photographer. I need like a good, um, well-lit, you know, city, you know, high story, you know, studio. I need a lot of stuff. And, you know, digital kind of like removes that barrier that we can all look really luxurious and we can create really exquisite experiences with your own energy and your own wisdom for other people to enjoy. And yeah. <clears throat> I think that there is a lot to be said. And if you are someone who took the care 
over the last two years to really craft yourself in that way and buy equipment and get in front of a camera and get on some sort of a schedule and show up and um, host and hold people. I really applaud you. I really just, I mean, like, I really applaud you because that is still scary, you know? And every time you press on the Zoom, you know, that you're going live and you're ready to go, you know, there's a little piece of you that's like, I planned this, but like, who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> and that's something that I'm really leaning into right now is that mystery. And I find that the people that I work with, obviously I'm a strategist. My background is in digital strategy and storytelling, public relations and influencer marketing. It's very strategic. Nothing, you know, with those kinds of budgets is done just haphazardly. Like don't even dream of using the word intuition. Like that's just not economical. So, you know, I really have a deep respect and an admiration for having a plan. Like that makes my South Node and Capricorn feel so nice is to have a plan. But then there's like me, the bigger me, the capital me, who actually is larger than that plan and more magnetic and magnificent than my plan. And so I'm usually like a 40, 60 person. I like, you know, I want to plan about 40%. So we know there's a structure, there's a skeleton. And then like the rest of me is like, I'm going to bow to the miracle that's going to happen. And to be honest, and I share with you guys, Something I'm finding over and over again, and even my clients are messaging me about is that there's, and this is something I work with people on. So maybe that's why it's like coming to me, but like being really laser focused about how you're spending your time, creative force on social media or just digitally in general, and maybe looking at it and saying, I could scale this back. I could spend two hours more focused and then my the additional quote extra hours that I would have been here in the dms like you know being neurotic about my content and like that saved creative force I'm going to pivot and reposition and give it to something that is more on uh, the more real life related mm. so that can be networking that can be one of the things that I think is so underrated is literally just scheduling calls with people and being like, hey, I'd love to touch base and hear how your business is going. What are you finding? What are some success stories? Tell me about the victories your clients are having. You will be floored at how much you get from just a 20-minute, 30-minute conversation with someone. I can really share that in my career as a publicist, I mean, a good 95% of the stories that you would secure would be over a coffee. They're not over email. I'm tidying up the details on email and getting you images, confirming details and, you know, doing those things. But I'm locking in a story in a face-to-face -face conversation where I'm talking to you about my soul cycle class, this like, you know, boxing class that I took. I'm telling you about this like wacky, weird meditation that I did that was like, had me spaced out. Like I'm talking to you as a person and that's how we're locking in the deal. And that is still true today. That is just a tried and true method. And if you just took that one little tip and tried to implement it into something that you're working on right now, a goal that you have, I want you to DM me because I know you're going to have results. I guarantee, I know it from my own experience. So kind of like looking at how you're spending your energy and saying, okay, what if, you know, I'm feeling a little bit blah about social media anyways. I'm going to assume maybe some people are, maybe you're not. If you're not awesome, also DM me. I want to know what's working for you. But if you're feeling a little bit blah, cool. Take a step back. 
redesign your feed, okay? Be your own algorithm. Go through, you know, weed out things that are no longer where you're at anymore. I always love how Ruby talks about the character. Get your algorithm in line with the character that you're in right now, right? Weed it out, curate it up, get inspired, organize everything for yourself. And then really like, Decide what you need to be talking about right now on social media and how you're going to consciously do that in a, in a precise way and like a thoughtful way. And if that means you don't show up on Tuesdays, Thursdays and Saturdays, okay, who cares? Like divert that neurotic thought pattern. And then I, I dare you, I dare you to double down in real life in connecting with people getting on phone calls with people, let it be a Zoom, good for you, whatever people want to do, right? Go meet a coffee, go to an event, take a class, like volunteer to be on a podcast, like do something that feels a little bit edgy and maybe not quote economical directly. I even have clients that will message me and be like, hey, I um, did what you said and I did that weird thing with the meditation thing and then I like took a walk I came back and in my dms was my dream client for the for the exact budget that I was like crossing my fingers for like just be aware that there is something more magical than all of your strategy and it's probably just waiting for you to like relax for a minute so that I can like send you a message you know <laughs> I love that I love that Amy and <laughs> Why don't you speak a little, a little quickly, a little quick, <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to mince my words here. Why don't you speak a little bit to Amber? Because I'm curious about this. This came yeah. out as a collaboration and it's something that we can, like I said, we can touch and we can hold and experience and I think this is a great opportunity because we have a lot of creative women in this community to think outside the box, like think outside what everyone's just telling you your marketing needs to look like. And this is not necessarily a marketing exercise for you, but something you've created. Talk, Yeah, talk to me about that. Yes. So Amber is a limited edition newsprint. And right now we're aiming to do it four times a year. So approximately seasonally. It's a collaboration between myself and an incredible designer, creative, and just a beautiful soul. Her name is Tiffany Tate. You might know her from Iona Studio. She does a lot of incredibly beautiful, just she's immaculate with her designs. And, um, you know, it's so interesting, the story of Amber. I get so exhilarated to talk about Amber because at the end of last year, like it was really in the summer, I started to feel just like um, burnt out as Roberta would say, but not in like a dramatic way. I just knew like something has to change for me. Um, I've been running mega magnetic storytelling. I, I ran it for 13 months, like, like consistent, no do doors closed. Everyone was welcomed and open full access into a private Voxer account, full access to my energy, monthly live, um, you know, teachings, uh, an entire library of all my dream resources that I've like curated and like collected over all the years of working for such huge American heritage brands. And energetically, I just felt really like um, I've given so much, <laughs> you know, and, and I love it. And again, like it, I'm designed to, to, I, to get energized by giving, but I felt like some resentment and Roberta and I actually had spoken about this last year. And like, 
one of the things that I was feeling resentment about is that I was giving so much to the people in mega magnetic storytelling to my dream clients that I work with. Um, and, you know, I also have a family and a small child and my family was going through a lot of crazy transitions to move out of New York City and here to Florida. And I just felt resentment to the fact that I wasn't honoring my own creative force. And it's something that I really started to feel mad about. And there was no one to be like upset at except myself. And I remember I started to kind of like unconsciously disconnect, you know, and kind of close down some of my energetic portals with people. And I remember making the decision like December 2022, I'll close the doors of MMS. I have nothing new to teach here. I love it. I'm going to do a whole revamping of it in another time, place, whatever, but I'm not going to open live anymore. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be sharing my, you know, essence in this way. And I started to have some conversations with people. And one of the people who was resonating with the idea about creating things for the sake of creating them for yourself is Tiffany. And Tiffany and I have always really vibed on that. Like she's a mega creative. Like this is someone who just like, that's their whole bread and butter, right? Their whole DNA. She's incredibly creative. And we just decided like, forget it. You know, like we're going to just make something because we are excited about it and love it. So that's what it is. It's continued. Um, we are just blown away by people's responses. And I share that because the responses are a lot about how intimate um, Amber feels and how um, energizing and alive Amber feels. And this is a newsprint. Like this is a newspaper. Ultimately, it's not like a life. I didn't have to show up and talk. I didn't have to teach anything. And that's really inspired me to remember that there are other ways for me to infuse my own um, aura, my own energy, my own passions that don't require me to lead a workshop, to show up to an event. I can do it in other ways. And so I'm exploring that. I love how my clients are really digging into Substack. They're really digging into their own private, um, you know, communities, niche communities that are really hyper-focused on a specific niche topic. And again, it's like accepting the fact that for a very long time, we all measured our quote worth in our field with how many followers we had, how many LinkedIn connections we had. It's just not the way it is anymore. It's about the quality of the people that are there. It's about the engagement, the connectedness that you have with people. And you can create that in a million ways. I mean, truly, there's just a million ways to do that. So Amber is just one of the ways that I'm doing that right now, but opening that creative force has opened up so much potential and new creative ideas for me that I hadn't anticipated. So if there's something that you're wanting to make, even if it doesn't have like economic value, which honestly the best things really just the economic usually comes secondary, like give it a shot, give it a season, just give it a little go. It's so um, nourishing to the person. I, yeah, I a hundred percent agree. And I don't have the exact same story, but I remember even during COVID, I was reflecting back, like, I mean, obviously like we've all got a bit of PTSD from that time as well, because sometimes my memory's blurry about, about certain <laughs> things. But I remember in that first, in 2020, I, I created a, I think it was a monthly call 
And yeah. it was just open to women in business. And it was mostly women actually from our city where we, our small city where we live. I invited them and it was a Zoom call. So it wasn't actually creating anything, but it was a free call. And it was like, I'll do a little meditation and we'll have a conversation about what we're feeling and what we're thinking. There was no, like nothing to be gained from, <laughs> from it. And it was such a, an important thing that they looked forward to every month because we were going through, it might've even been every week now that I think about it, because that time like, was wow. intense, wasn't it? I think yeah. it was every week actually. And it was during the, the first lockdown period. And I remember thinking, I've just got to do this. I've just got to create something because I know that a lot of these women also have brick and mortar businesses. They're lost. They're thinking, mm where are my people? Like no one's coming in. I have to shut my doors. And so I think also sometimes you can respond to what you're hearing and seeing. And maybe a little part of it for you, Amy and, and Tiffany was just noticing what people are craving and being able to create something to, to match that. So yeah, definitely, definitely. It, it um when you also take the the financial return out of it you go all in don't you you go all in with your creativity <laughs> right you don't hold back so because there's no there's no pass or fail mark against it that's it's just like a hundred percent yeah it's yeah. all play yeah it becomes all play um good reminder ruby and like i wish like we all could kind of like almost like put ourselves in that trance when you start to lose the fun in something or take it too serious and be like, what if this was free? Because mm. you would be so generous if it was for free. Yeah. And not only would you be so generous, but you would like give away all the good stuff. Like you would just like, <laughs> the thing that you're like so good at, you would just like, come on in. Like, let me, da, 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 I'm going to do the thing. It's just become so much more playful. Mm. Mm. Cool. Okay. I wanted to finish off our conversation uh, taking a little bit of a tangent, but because my audience are also mostly women, but I think I can also speak to speak to the men potentially with this, this question. I think something that's become really clear to me, and I think this is also through my own personal transitions and, and values my whole, I, I feel like probably for both of you too, that my whole uh, idea of a lot of things got turned upside down in the last few years and sort of spun out the other side. And it's like, oh, this is really who I am. Thank you, you uh, COVID, because you've actually shown me who I really am and who I really want to be. And, and importantly, how I want to show up in my life and my relationships and how my business role in my business. I'm in partnership with my husband. So how my role in my business also relates to the other roles in my life as well. And really, I guess the, the thing I work wrote down, the thing I wrote down here was coming home to our true essence. And I think that's been a big lesson for me is that yeah, these, these are titles that I'm speaking to. These are roles that I'm speaking to, but I think my feminine essence, more importantly, my, my, um, 
like I'm not a mother, but that mothering side, that uh, being the wife and taking care of the home, holding the energy of the home has become really, and I almost actually get a bit emotional thinking about this because it's become really apparent to me how important that is and how that can then obviously flow into your business. And I think this term boss babe that was thrown around for so many years and kind of we held up on a pedestal, got to become the boss babe and, you know, at all costs as well, at the cost of sometimes health, relationships, raising a family, all of these things to then turn around now and go, oh, hang on, actually, maybe that doesn't have quite as much weight. Maybe I just don't even like like that idea. It makes me vomit <laughs> the term. <laughs> and so I would just love to hear from both of you if the last couple of years has also reframed for you your just how you see your business in terms of other parts of your life and how maybe that's also then feeding back into the work you do. Mm-hmm. It's a big question. Big question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's such a big question, but so relevant, right? I think I'm going to go back to what you mentioned about 2020 because I think a lot of the people listening to this um, could also have had experiences. Like you said, you put together the group and you were offering weekly um, classes or seminars around, um, you know, just getting people together. I think that because of the changes that we have faced, pragmatic changes really like I'm, I'm I'm talking about businesses that didn't go through I mean I I'm an example like I had a yoga studio in Vancouver we opened in 2018 talk about the timing because you know we we were barely open for like a year and a half when COVID happened and we had to close you know mandatory closure and the whole thing and that business did not continue you know that idea of a brick and mortar yoga studio and and meditation studio did not continue so i had to i had to deal with failure or what i thought was failing you know this business did not go through something you know didn't go well of course we pivoted we did like most people did we went online right away i i was also teaching like i don't know twice a week classes online on zoom i couldn't even get it to work i remember like one of my clients had to help me how to do it because i couldn't do it like the music was so off and it was such a like oh my gosh you know crazy times um so we came a long way because i created this whole online platform practically overnight um put together a bunch of content like bought cameras and this whole thing so i was very much in that kind of mentality of i have to get things done i have to go through this and and acting doing and fighting and then of course you know many people experienced and i was one of them the burnout came you know another one because it's like oh my gosh you know is this what's what, what life is going to be about it seems like i'm swimming how, how do you say in english swimming against the current current yeah the current yeah, yeah. and so for me, what happened, especially 20, 2021, 2022, especially last year, it was coming coming to terms with sur- surrendering, just letting go. And that's perhaps the feminine principle, you know, the yin principle of allowing for things to come to you, magnetizing as opposed to, you know, going after and doing, uh, which is a very masculine way, not talking so much about gender, but the principle of doing things. So for me, that's how uh, how that idea came about. It was surrendering and just allowing, not just taking care of the house physically, which happened too, but it was more in my business, how can I do this in a way that is going to be 
not against myself, but for myself. I'm part of this business. I have to run it. Um, it's, I'm part of it and I'm, I'm excited to offer it. I'm, I'm feeling creative about it. And how can I tap into this creativity in a way that is not going to completely um, deplete me, you know, because I have to have the scheduled creativity. It has to be this way or that way. Um, so that's kind of what happened for me. And then eventually I, I went through a period, I can't, I can't speak for everyone, but I went through a period of literally, it felt like death. It felt like just, I'm going to feel really lousy about this. I'm going to cry for the, you know, the loss of this business that I had an idea that I thought it was going to go this way and it didn't for whatever reason. So it's okay to feel that as well. It's okay to let that figure maybe the boss babe figure, you know, I've, I've never connected to it as well, but like in, in my mind, that was the correct way of doing things, right? So I, I had to mourn that person, if that makes sense. I had to kind of like, in a sense, make peace with the fact that it wasn't, it wasn't serving me anymore. Mm -hmm. And I think it's part of it is the times changing. Yeah. I also never connected to that boss babe stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I definitely hustled my face off in New York City, but that's what I signed up for. That's what I want. That was the second degree that I wanted um, out of New York City, but and working in, you know, I was actually just telling my husband this week, he just went through like such a hot, you know, busy, hyper-focused um, week for work and completing a third degree. It's just unimaginable. <laughs> like what, what, like my husband can and does accomplish and he started to kind of feel sick and like the stress kind of started to like get to his body in different ways and I told him like you know what this reminds me of is like first off it, it's it's always like a the letdown like I always remember on the last day of fashion week I would just get the most raging migraine like ever and it was so they would become so severe during high stress events or like a lot of flying back and forth to LA where you had to be on, where like the client was down the door from you in the hotel. You never felt like you got a break. <laughs> you were always like, you know, Amy Keller, the publicist, you know, and it's just like, you know, that's a whole, that, that, that energy, that like, you know, creative, like swirling force of magnificence is, is a lot, you know, for any of us, when you're on, whether you're a mom, whether you're an executive, whether you're like, you know, leading a group, it, it's, it's, it's a rush you know, for the body that is not meant to be sustained. And I used to have like an arsenal of like all these things I needed to like get out of that migraine loop because basically I was like thriving off of my adrenals and I just would crash. And that's how my body would respond to it is I would get very, very sick with migraines. Um, anyone who knows me knows that I used to like hide in the fashion closet. I would take all this medication and just go sleep on like fashion samples, you know, for an hour in the fashion closet and then come back out for my four o'clock meeting. You know, it was just like totally normal. It was awful. Um, so I know what you're saying about like that kind of like, it's a letdown, you know, like I never really, I never realized that that was probably, you know, part of that thing and definitely against my natural energy. I'm very Cancerian. I'm incredibly like, I'm like never apologetic about the flows of my energy. I run my entire business by the cycles of the moon and I teach people how to do that. Like I, you know, because of how amazing and accelerated my professional career was in New York City, I had 
you know, my daughter when I was 36, like it was, you know, I didn't get married until later, like, you know, um, and so it's like, I did that and I learned a lot from that, but it's not who I am. And some people really thrive in that cycle. And that's amazing. I work really well with those people because I'm the one who's kind of like, it's okay. We can move the deadline. You're going to be fine. Take the weekend away from the project. Like I'm very much, I work well with that yin and yang, like um, kind of balance, but it's not my thing. And I think what's most fascinating is that in general, the people that I work with are also people who are looking to sort of put things back into harmony mm-hmm. and are also looking to kind of discover that that doesn't mean that you're going to be less, quote, successful and that you're going to have any less of an experience of your skills and talents and destiny in the world than if you kept on the hamster wheel. So I really love the idea of Boss Babe dying. Um, I think that we all were waiting for that to happen secretly, not secretly. And you know, one of the things I'm really loving, I'm loving watching these like multi-million dollar business coaches and really high profile uh, business coaches have children. And like part of me has been like, yeah, girl, now let's see what you're up to. And I really love how they have really been honest and transparent with like how much becoming a mother and being a birthing a child and being a mother, how much that changes your priorities ultimately and how rapidly that happens. And I've really loved how um, sort of like unapologetic they are about how soft they've become. I'm really loving that. So if, if you like are kind of feeling that, I think it's also just a general like blooming and blossoming of more of that very nourishing, very healing, you know, mother energy that even if you're not an actual mother, it's, it's a very feminine energy to want to like connect, collaborate, like, you know, just to feel good. And it feels good to feel good. And after everything that's been going on so accelerated, people want to feel good more often. So I would say from a business perspective, if you know how to tap into that energy, you're going to do really well (laughs) because people really want to feel that right now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like this is a question that we'd need a whole podcast to talk about because there's, I know we've just touched the surface with this one. So I thank you for also going there and and sharing both from your personal experiences throughout this whole conversation it's been really wonderful I would love to do it again I say that every time but this is this is my energy type coming through this is where I thrive being being with both of you and so thank you so much for all your wisdom and for all your insights and opportunities that you've given people to navigate this time more easily as a business owner yeah Ruby, thank thank you you to you. Thank you for like, you're always showing up. You always inspire me. You're always teaching things like through your own discovery and your own curiosity. And I just really applaud you. You're such a leader and I'm so grateful to call you a friend. So thank you. Thank you. Much love. Yes, the same. (laughs) Thank you so much. This was so fun. Thank you. Yeah.